Well, Ulysses, believe it or not, we are inching closer and closer to spring training, and we have some news on that front. 16 days until FanFest, so uh, get ready, folks. Baseball is coming to you real quick. Let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on all the other traditional podcasting platforms. Locked On Rays is the place to go. You can also email us anytime with mailbag questions, comments, concerns, hot takes, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. Well, it has been announced that uh, the Rays will be inviting 32 non-roster players to spring training camp. I'm not going to run through or list all 32. You all can do that homework uh, on your own, but there are some notable, interesting, imperative names on this NRI list, and I'll just kind of uh, smother it to you, Ulysses. Out of all these names, who are you most intrigued to see, watch, experience, all that? Because I've got, I've got kind of like a podium, but there's um, there might be a top dog as well for me. I, I do have a podium. I have a three, two, one. But if you have to, like, okay, one guy that you want to see that you have to see. That's tough because one gears more towards the melancholic and the other one, the other option gears towards more like the future. So I'll leave you one because I know we probably are also wrestling with the, the two guys. So I'll, yes. I'll go melancholic here um, and I'm going to see Bre Brendan McKay. Uh, he is now no longer a two-way player as Topkin wrote in his uh, latest article. He is just going to be focusing on pitching now. Uh, that's what injuries do to to people. That's why Shohei Otani is the mo the greatest talented baseball player on earth ever. Because you can't do this. You shouldn't be able to do this in 2024. Um, and so I, I'm going to go and say I, I want to see what Brendan McKay has in the tank. Does he have something left? Can he, you know? out some type of role uh I, I would say just a relief guy now i don't think they're gonna be like yeah please give us six six innings brendan mccann I, I i think that's way too lofty um and it gives me a little bit of sadness to know that this has happened not for the first time but for the second time now uh brent honeywell uh so it, you know, to have a guy that talented and never being able to to go through the finish line, uh, I'm gonna go and 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 say Brendan McKay. I want to see what he can do in in spring training. Not having high expectations, but just I want to see what he has. Uh, that also was my top choice as well. Now let me add this: Do you, in your heart on heart and heart and hearts, whatever the phrase is. Heart of hearts. There we go. Sorry, it's late. 
Uh, been a long day, not a lot of sleep. That happened. <laughs> Brendan McKay, would you put Green Skittles on him making a big league appearance for the Rays this season? That's I'm not saying it has. He has to start. Just hey, he comes in, he throws one pitch, Dagnabbit, something. He's a he's a Chris Chris Archer of 2021. What was it? Ten innings or something like that. Um, You're asking me in the evening of January 31st, so I would have to say no. But give me one spring start. Give me one spring showing, and he leaves uninjured, and I would say yes. How about that? It is so crazy. The career arc or downward spiral because of injuries and COVID and everything else. It's so what could have been story for Ben Minike. And his his career is not over as of yet. No. I mean, clearly there there might still be something there at 28 years old. But when we started this podcast, it was right around the same time that Brendan McKay made his major league debut and looked impressive in it. And Back in 2019, it was like he was the guy. He was – people were talking more so about Brendan McKay than Shane McClanahan because of what he did in college as a two-way star and top draft pick and bonus baby and the could he be our version of Shohei Otani. There there was just so much to mold and like about him. And then – when you saw him have so much immediate success and rise through the rankings of single A, double A, triple A, just mowing down guys or just looking so calm, cool, collected, composed doing it. It was like, man, this not sure if he's going to be, you know, an ace ace, but you can pencil him in as a number two, number three for the next half decade, six years, seven years, whatever it may be, because yeah, the old scouting report, on McKay was that okay he doesn't necessarily blow you away with his fastball or other offerings his curveball is solid but it's not like you're not watching Brendan McKay and say oh my gosh look at that look at that spin look at that velocity look at that just it's not one of those pitching ninja looks he was more of a throwback in the sense of he gets it done through a balanced repertoire through command through feel, through tunneling, um, and not incredibly nasty stuff. And just to see how things have shaped now, it's just really, really unfortunate. And I'm glad you brought up Brent Honeywell because that's the thing. We we <sighs> Injuries are tough on pitchers, tough on everybody, but especially Dude. tough on pitchers. And um, it's just been issue well- after issue for McKay and and I really I think it might have been about a year ago or so I mean sometime in the the recent past I guess you could say was maybe he should just give up pitching entirely and and try to do the the Rick and Keel mold um, and and he went the opposite he had, route he had a talent and a knack for the stick in college he did he did and he went the opposite route he went you know let, let's just drop that and and make sense results wise because when you saw him going up the ladder in the minors it was the bat that was always lagging uh, he mm-hmm. was always really good on on the mound but the bat wasn't necessarily there you know i'm happy that he got that 
uh, home run in 2019. Like he he right. lived. He was a two way player in MLB in that rookie year. Um, very cool. So I, I'm I'm really interested in seeing what he can do. Uh, hope oh, what is left there um, during spring training. Uh, we have more to discuss. There's a couple other names I want to throw out that probably on your podium, my podium as well. But first, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience something important. Yes, we do. And that, my friend, is that passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And also, that's what keep your, uh, keeps your ride uh, alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. eBay Motors has you covered. Over 122 million parts for your ride. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not Kevin Cash. So with all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. He's like your Yandy Diaz, okay? This is what eBay Motors is. So keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Okay, so we're wishing good things for Brennan McKay and Looking back, it has been a long time now when we think about it, uh, that 2019 season where McKay started 11 of 13 games during his then-rookie season, uh, showing promising strikeout and walk rates through 49 innings. And then stuff happened, uh, as we eventually learned. And he was like the guy that was going to propel the Rays through a deep playoff run. You know what's crazy? Yeah. You know what's crazy? You said 49 total innings, correct? In, mm-hmm. in his all of MLB, you know what that means, folks. I don't know. Maybe there's some like loophole here, but you are rookie eligible if you're a pitcher if you're under 50 innings. Oh, so that's true. <laughs> unless there's like a loophole that you can't be a rookie after like a certain amount of years since you can't go like four years, five years in between. Right. Your if there's MLB a loophole debut in your next you know, time, you're like a born again rookie i guess i don't know if yeah born again rookie like your red shirt year whatever it's called yeah. and, you know so i don't know how that would work but if it if there is no clause he would technically be a rookie in 2024 still so that's pretty that's pretty cool that's yeah pretty that neat. is interesting and yeah. man just uh if you have some time or interest go back and look at some of those prospect rankings from 2019 Ooh. 2020 and just see how some guys have really risen and some guys have not really done what we expected them to do i.e Vidal Bruhan uh and one uh allegedly did things that we didn't expect at all so um but yeah there's uh there's a lot of uh interesting uh, names on that list if you go back and look I mean Brent Honeywell 2019-2020 was the Rays number three number five prospect in all the baseball or not in all of baseball, but in the Rays organization, uh, respectively. So um, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, some other guys that, uh, Ulysses, I would imagine you're probably on the same plane here that I want to look out for, fans probably want to look out for, Uwasawa. want to see what he can showcase and bring to the table, at least in spring training and getting that, that first itch, that first bite, if you will. Um, 
maybe the shortstop of the future, Carson Williams, see how he uh, adjusts and looks uh, out there and got help. Some, some catchers step up. Uh, They've got like six of them that they've uh, invited from this, from this list here between Rob Brantley, Logan Driscoll, Alex Jackson, Dominic Keegan, Nick Meyer, and Kenny Piper. So uh, maybe one of those guys uh, balls out. I don't know, but that, that's kind of what I had uh, off the uh, top of the noggin there from my, uh, from my perspective. Yeah. I, 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 we're on the same wavelength. Uh, we, we must do a show for now years and, and, and talk ball for a decade plus because yeah, I'm on the same train there. Uh, I, I would just highlight Logan Driscoll, friend of the program. Uh, just hopefully he can get in real hot because there is an opportunity right there for whoever wants to take it. Uh, the, the catching position has an opening, folks. Uh, yeah. Whoever is hot can take that. So hopefully it's Logan. Uh, I'll be pulling for him. So he's one of the guys in the podium that I really want uh, to see how he does. And, and and see if he can, if he hits, if he has good rapport with, with the pitching staff, man, uh, it would be really interesting to see what he can do uh, for the team. Yeah, because as of today, the Rays still only have one catcher Yep, on the 40-man. Is that accurate? Rene Pinto. Yeah, that's it. You got to have more than one. I would like to see... Maybe somebody has the time or the wherewithal to do, do this. Look up all other 29 teams, 40-man <laughs> rosters, and how many of them, if any at all, have just one catcher 40-man. I would say the Rays have to be the only one. Maybe there's another one team. I think three or less teams would be on the same yeah. boat as the Rays right now. I don't it's think that's a very be- popular uh, yeah. strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, not, not – active roster 26 man whatever like we're talking the whole 40 man so yeah um just wanted to throw that out there also friend of the program tristan peters was a non-roster invite so Correct. if you hadn't had a chance to listen to our interviews with logan driscoll multiple interviews with him and uh, tristan peters go and check that out at your leisure um we also got another uh, bite and nugget of Ray's news, Ulysses. But before we get to that, we have to tell the audience something very important. And that is this happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three or four or more. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $2,000 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel.com slash on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N is the place to go. I'll repeat it one more time. FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They are an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Um, 
Ulysses, another uh, bite of news that we learned besides the non-roster invites and congrats to those guys for getting the opportunity and um, showcasing in their skills, either for the Rays or another organization that might be interested in them down the line. Uh, yeah. New turf for all you turf heads out there. I'm sure there's some, you know, maybe there's a, uh, a turf grass podcast that, uh, you know, locked on locked grass. On turf. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're not talking marijuana here. We're talking, yeah. you know, Bahia yeah. and St. Augustine and, Kentucky bluegrass. I, I'm I'm way out of well, my uh, league with this. I didn't think you had a third one in in you, but you did. Nice. I did. I I know Bahia and I know Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine is the the expensive one. Uh, regardless, though, turf, not grass, will be installed at Tropicana Field. Uh, what is being listed as an updated Shaw Sports product that is supposed to look more like natural grass, replacing hmm. the version that was put in place in 2019 big news just everything you read right there after the turf thing that's the same blurb that we've received every time there's new turf put in at the trap like i'm sorry like i don't mean to be i don't mean to be a a blank yeah but that blurb about it's going to be closer to grass and it's going to be, you know, more than it's I've heard this before people. God, now I got a new blurb. Yeah. Now what they say is, yeah, I think Topkin just, he, he needed uh, three more, uh, you know, one more sentence, two more sentences to fill his uh, raised tail uh, nugget there. But um, see, all it says is that it's supposed to look more like natural grass. Not that it's going to, feel or exhibit the qualities of natural grass. So my understanding is it's still artificial turf and it's still going to be hard on the knees, ankles and ligaments of whoever's roaming in the outfield or center field. Um, I mean, we've, we've known over the years, the complaints that Kevin Kiermeyer and Carl Crawford have levied about um, yeah. this type of product. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's, Part of it that it looks like grass, that maybe it acts like grass. I don't think it will. Yeah. Also, with FanFest going on on Saturday, 17th of February. 17th, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you, we will both be in uh, attendance on, on FanFest. So uh, if you want to uh, get a little gift, a little thing from the both of us, you know, come find us. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll be roaming around. And giving out little treats. Um, yeah. You know, I hope they install this thing after FanFest. Oh, so people aren't walking all over it. and Right? I mean, come on. It. Although, from what I remember now, look, I, I don't analyze every piece of FanFest that we've attended. But I thought they put some sort of... Um, yeah, the rubber floor thing. The, the rubber floor mat throughout yeah, yeah, yeah. a certain portion of the trop. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Okay. So maybe okay. that's kind of the the quick fix there. Okay, but still, like, I mean, just because you put a cover on your dining room table, you know, you're not gonna just like go yeah. ham on it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it just got me thinking, and this might have to be a discussion. I mean, it probably will be a discussion, definitely for another time of, you know, all this turf talk tying in with the trop and the ballpark. I mean, I would I would guess this is the last time that they're gonna 
rotate or change out the turf until the new stadium gets built. But I could be wrong on that front. But just we haven't heard yet the dimensions of what the ballpark will be. Right. We've just heard possible capacity, but not whether how the the lines are going to be drawn and whether it's going to be more pitching friendly or hitting friendly. Do you remember the the renderings if they had numbers on on the renderings? I don't think they did. Yeah, I did not look that close. And, and they wouldn't be and they wouldn't be accurate anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. So, I mean, my first thought was that they would continue to do the same thing that they do with the trop of trying to make it as pitcher friendly as possible. I think that's probably yeah. the the thing to do right there. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, yeah, well, we, we well, can get into that discussion another time, but, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we have that. And then I guess this just broke recently. I've not read or heard much on it, but, uh, yeah. a fellow team in the AL East is uh, going through some changes. They are indeed the Angelos family uh, that owns the Baltimore Orioles uh, are planning to sell to a Baltimore native and billionaire David Rubenstein. Rubenstein, okay. Rubenstein, I think Rubenstein. Um, the Orioles will be purchased for one point seven two five billion dollars. Wow, that's a lot of cash. Um, the purchase uh, has to be approved by owners. Uh, by 75%, which probably will will happen, obviously. And his investment group uh, includes Cal Ripken Bleeping Jr. So, I mean, just off the cuff here, because we, I mean, it just broke, so we don't really have all the details and, and all that. But when a legend that size is part of your ownership group to a team that he played for, that he bled for, literally. Yeah. Like, this is the Iron Man. I don't see how... I mean, this is great for baseball. Oh, yeah. This is a horrible news for the race. Horrible news for the race. Because now they have an owner, a billionaire owner, who has been a Baltimore... Ripken Bleeping Jr., and he's going to be like, no, we're tanking for the next five years. Nah, it's going right. to be spending money time. It's crazy. Yeah, that might be the um, the nail in the coffin for, you know, getting a luring a, an attractive free agent to town is, all right, let's roll out Repkin to have the talk and to seal the deal here. I think that's that's part of it. I, so did it say or include what Ripken's number to invest is? Not from okay. what I read. Not from but he's what just I read. Be part of the ownership group. Either yeah, way, being attached yeah. to the franchise in that capacity beyond like a ceremonial ambassadorship type role, I think can can only help matters. Maybe that does explain why the Orioles haven't spent like any money this offseason. Because I know that's been a storyline. Maybe they were trying to hammer out this uh this huge billion plus dollar deal before they go out and sign, you know, Reese Hoskins or, you know, before he got signed, but before they spent any money, because that was the other thing is when I was looking at the, the non-roster invites, it, it got me thinking, man, it just seems like, I mean, we're already here. Fan fest coming up, spring training coming up. There is still, 
like a lot of guys waiting for an opportunity. Big and guys waiting for for a deal to come to fruition. Like How, how's a two times Cy Young winner how's, into February? How's a two times Cy Young winner still available? By the way, the Orioles would be a great fit for him now that they have that ridiculous uh, left field. You know, righties righties yeah. are having a tough time hitting home runs, so you can't say, oh, well, lefty. Nah, <laughs> they fixed yeah. that problem in Camden Yards now. Um, yeah, this is, I, I think this is, I mean, look, you'll have to deal with the scenario of now there's another big spender or more spending that we've been seeing from the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. So that that does put a little bit more pressure on the race having to be even more perfect than they already uh, yeah. try to be. That's it's, it's, it's again, great news for baseball, like an awesome, right. good, good job, Baltimore fans. That's, that's, that must be awesome uh, to feel that way because you didn't like your owner. And now you have a guy that apparently has a, you know, a, a sort of feel of what right. it is to be a Baltimore fan. So good for them. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how this is any way, shape or, form positive for for what the rays are trying to do yeah and and just seeing the upwardly mobile trajectory of the orioles like the rays are in a transition the orioles know where they're getting they're they're right getting to the prime of of being really 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 good for the next several years and i think um you know once all the the i's and and t's are situated that these younger players locked up and extended. I think that would or should be the one of the first uh, business operations for the new ownership group is, hey, you know, this guy, that guy, the other guy. I mean, there's so many. I don't I don't even know if they can lock up all of them, but you got to prioritize which ones you really, really want to keep long term and and go out and make that deal. Well, this is the thing like, yeah, we, we just focused on like, oh, well, now they can uh, play in the free agent market, which is true. But what you said is also very, very true. Oh, Adley, you want to stay here for the next decade? Does that sound good, Jackson Holiday? I mean, like that is just, they could become like an Atlanta Braves type exactly. of operation. And that's scary because yeah. when you're locking up just these young talents for the next seven, eight years, and then you're making smart trades like the Braves did with Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, then you attack attack them with an extension and then you're able to go in the free agent market and and, and get a charlie morton like eh, good for you baltimore orioles fan yeah um, that's awesome this isn't like catastrophe for the rays because the Rays are still one yeah. of the best front offices there uh but it's not good news either like it's like damn now it, it's even harder now yeah oh 100 percent um, by the way, I was just scrolling through some of the, uh, available free agents. It's crazy. Matt yeah. Chapman still out there. Um, Cody Bellinger is still out there. Uh, you mentioned Blake Snell still being out there. Ahmed Rosario, Brandon Crawford, Jordan Albert Montgomery. Sanders. Man. Nice. Yeah. I mean, the, the Rays have an opportunity if they want to, you know, Sign a guy or two, but I think they're probably just going to keep rolling with what they've got as of right yeah. now. So put it in the comments uh, what the uh, Orioles ownership uh, change in transaction, what that uh, 
you know, is that a big hit for the Rays? I mean, it just means the Rays have to to level up and, and be even better at what they're at and eventually spins the money and um, got to get the wander thing situated because yeah. if that's just dead money, then that really, <laughs> really, really holds you back. So it yeah. uh, could be a tough time going forward with all that. Uh, in the meantime, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you on Friday.